Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Mr. Cold Iron. Hello. Hello. My name is Agent Kitcher with the Department of Unexplained Phenomenon. Okay. We're here to talk to uh, you about your business partner, Zachary Tuttle Rob. To my Mr. Tuttle Rob, yeah. co-owner of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. The very same. Okay. What can I um what can I assist you with? We are under the um under the suspicion that your partner, mm -hmm. Mr. Tuttle Rob, is in mm -hmm. fact a how do we put this simply? A small chipmunk piloting a man. Uh, Agent uh, Kitcher, was it? Kitcher, yes. I, I mean no disrespect, but I, I work very closely and, um, let's say, intimately with Mr. Tuttle Rob. I would know if he was a chipmunk. Hmm. Kinky. Well, let me answer ask, ask a few questions for you. Sure. Have, have you ever an open book. found him... Uh, skittish around large mammals, specifically dogs. Um, at, at times. Have you ever uh, found him suddenly craving tree nuts? <laughs> um, not tree nuts, sir. No. But a, a, a specific. I see a, what, different a different I see varietal what, I see of what nuts. You're yeah. Doing there. I see what you're doing. There. Yeah. Why don't we ask him ourselves then? Agent Kitcher, I got a question for you, yeah. actually. You single? Yeah, I'll leave you my number after we're done. With cool, this cool, 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 okay. cool, cool. All right, I have to go open the shop now, awesome, actually. Cool, so, cool. like, maybe we could meet up, like, get a coffee. Awesome, yeah, but what we do need to, 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 to figure right. this out real quick, though. So, um, right, uh, not Mr. a chipmunk. Mr. Tuttle Rob, will you please enter the, the booth with us for just a moment? Oh, yeah, definitely. What's going on? Hey, Zach. Hey, hey, what's going on? You, oh, who's hey. this handsome guy you got in here? Uh, this is Agent Kitcher. Oh, no. What's wrong, Zach? I can't, I can't believe it. I don't know how, but... Zach. They found me. What, Zach, what's going on? I've got to get out of here. <laughs> no! <laughs> Zach, no! <laughs> ah! <laughs> he lied to me. I'm so sorry. All these years. I'm so sorry for your loss. However, here is my number. Thank you. We've got a very good dueling pianos bar near me. That sounds that sounds great. I actually. would love to take you sometime. You're thank you. I very just need to make a man. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. I just need to make one change to the script here. Okay. Um Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Agent Kitcher and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. My name is Griffin. And I am Agent Kitcher. We <laughs> I do the whole episode as Agent Kitcher. We never address it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Editor Griff, you got to put like a, just a very little bit of like sort of like X-Files-esque, like, like kind of like mm -hmm. spooky music under that. Just to Some like... Of... A, a, 
a little bit of spooky, a little bit of noir, maybe. Yeah, with a little bit like a synth sort of added in, you know. Yeah. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, like you would see on like the Close Encounters. Uh huh. So that you're like, like <laughs> sort of stuff. Going I gotta on say, I gotta say, I usually don't know where your bits are going in the beginning of this epi- of of this show. <laughs> I super didn't know where this bit was going. <laughs> hey, uh, we haven't recorded in some time. And it's been a hot minute because I've been a, a very busy lad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, I just she was like, you know, I really need to bring it today (laughs) hey bud you brought it hey i love uh i really hope you and agent kitcher are happy together though yeah it's um we'll see how it goes i'm sure you yeah yeah, you agent kitcher and your real life girlfriend will um get together (laughs) and get along swimmingly yeah um ellie when you listen to this episode i'm sorry i have a date lined up with agent kitcher um (laughs) it's mr steal your girl (laughs) Uh, folks we got another just slam dunk episode for you coming uh, up with zach and griffin's multiversal patch up but first we have uh, one segment we we need to address yeah and that is some um this was actually sent to me by my real life girlfriend ellie your real life girlfriend ellie thanks for the pet news bb um, this was a series of Instagram pictures. Um, I assume this is, uh, this is at the, uh, world bird sanctuary Okay. in, I think this is Valley park, Missouri. I'm loving it already. But there's a sign here posted on like, like an enclosure nice. that says, is that Eagle hurt? If you see an Eagle lying down in the back left corner under a perch, that's Murphy. <laughs> Murphy is not hurt, sick, or otherwise in distress. He has built a nest on the ground and is very carefully incubating a rock. We wish him the best of luck. <laughs> and then there's just, this, there's just this big eagle just kind of vibing on the ground. I do love that Murphy's just hanging out incubating a rock. Like... Murphy the bald eagle waited day after day in his modest yet carefully built nest for his one egg to hatch, but his keepers did not have the heart to break the news to him. The thirty, the 31-year-old flightless bachelor was sitting on a rock. Aww. A usually mild-tempered bird, Murphy gently rotated his rock, less shaped like an egg than a small meteorite, as though to incubate it. He lay in one spot all day, rising to squawk and charge at the other birds who would dare to come near his nest at the World Bird Sanctuary in Valley Park. I was like, why is he flightless? But then I'm like, oh, it's because he's 31. Yeah. <laughs> Although after seeing his fatherly instincts, um, they did uh, begin to share his enclosure with a small eaglet that survived a fall from a tree in a storm. So Murphy got the chance to become a real dad. Oh, Murphy! Yeah. Hey, Murphy. Hap- this was a uh, this was apparently a Father's Day post from uh, the World Bird Sanctuary. Well, we love so. That. Cheers to you, Murphy. Yeah, yeah, Murphy. You seem like an excellent dad, and for that. We salute you. We salute you. And this has been another episode of Pat News. I was really working my like cheeks on yeah, that. One. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've got um, some of the the kids that I'm doing this camp with. They're obsessed with getting me. Uh, you know, that's the the song that's in Ferris Bueller, like the bow bow. They're yeah, obsessed yeah, yeah. with getting me to go. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> so <laughs> I've been uh, playing with the low end of, uh, a lot lately. I'm just like, yeah, what's up, everybody? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, so good. today's episode, folks, we um, well, we were looking through like we have a, a Google Drive that Mr. G set up for us uh, with mm. just like a bunch of different like books and stuff. Um, and there's one that like I was like, what is this? Have we never <laughs> looked at this? And it's like and a, we have never uh, looked at it. And it's a pretty good like a pretty sick Cobalt Press book that we've never looked through. Yeah, it's Cobalt Press's Creature Codex. I've never checked it out. Uh-uh. No, not a once. So that's not what we're once. doing today, guys. Cobalt Press, God damn it, we just love you. We just love you, Cobalt Press. Thanks uh, for the cont. Oh, for a sick cont, man. <laughs> uh, but the first one we've got up is called the Arcanophage. Yes. Uh, this looks like, um, well, it's a medium monstrosity. It looks like like a real big oh. slug. Uh-huh. Um, and it's got all these, like, it looks like long candy corns just sort of hanging <laughs> off of it. Like, these long, like, tendrils, but, like, it's got three, like, a, a bunch of different colors on it. So they start, like, yellow, go orange, red, purple, blue. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, and it's got, like, a, a cool mustache going on. I guess you can call that a mustache. Yeah, sure. it's kind of a mustache. A soft-bodied iridescent creature floats floats by, tentacles oh. rippling along its back as it quests for its next meal. But say it, the edges of its body kind of has that sort of wiggly effect, yeah, like that. you would see in like maybe like a sneeze snug. Yeah, sneeze snug. A, a sneeze snug. Sea slug. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, Arcanophage are commonly found in places imbued with magic. Their colorful skin rhythmically pulsates as they graze on arcane energies. Oh, they snack on magic. Yeah, they're magivores, as it says. Oh! Here. <laughs> yeah. The Arcanophage diet consists exclusively of magic. It has no, t- uh, no mouth. It feeds by absorbing nearby magical energy into a series of ropey tendrils that run uh, the length of its body. With enough time, an arcanophage can slowly slurp all the power out of a, out of uh, magical objects, traps, or spells permanently imbuing uh, imbuing an area. Most yes. arcanophage are about the size of a large dog, though especially well-fed specimens the size of draft horses have been reported. Yo, damn! Apparently, they're docile unless angered. If left to feed undisturbed, an arcanophage typically ignores its surroundings. However, when it feels threatened or when food is scarce and senses magic nearby, it viciously attacks. He got a snack. He's just got a snack. Gotta have he, that little spell snack. He's like a like Brennan Mulligan. He needs to snack. I need to snack. Okay. Do, do I? Does this body need constant albins? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, and apparently they're unwitting guardians. Its ability huh. to neutralize magic in its immediate area, combined with its calm demeanor, makes an arcanophage an excellent guardian against a wizard's ire. Yeah. Yeah, some warlords even bring pet arcanophage to battle as protection from spellcasters, although this is a gamble since the creatures like to sit on and absorb power <laughs> from unattended magical objects, like a warlord's heirloom weapon, and can release a torrent of magical energy when slain. Yeah, that that's a really good point, because it's like keeping it close is like, yeah, that'll that'll teach those it's good, rival yeah. wizards to fuck with me. You gotta be a no But then no it mage. just falls it falls asleep on your spell book once. Yeah, no match, like, bro. <laughs> uh but yeah. 
It's uh, Arcanophage, Mega Monstrosity, Unaligned, 14 armor class, 60 hit points, which is more than I expected. It's a but six yeah, slot. It's got zero a foot like movement, but a fly of 30 feet, and it hovers. It just... Uh, yeah, it's... um Dex is an 18, surprisingly. That's kind of surprising, Very yeah. surprising. Con Very 16. twisty. Yeah, which is... It's just that yeah. it moves with the wind. Um, apparently, it's it's yeah proficient in perception. Um, it's resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from magical weapons. That makes sense. Oh, uh, yeah. That's usually you usually don't it's see the that. other way. You around. Usually see the opposite. Yeah, that's actually very kind of cool. Uh, and it's immune to blinded, charmed, deafened, frightened, or prone. I'm so tickled by that. Actually, yeah, that's really cool. Uh, no, Gagas, this is the Arcanophage. Get the bad arrows. Like, Get just the normal ones. You mean not the arcane seeking arrows? No. No. They'll do nothing. Just like the steel ones. All right. You mean the boring steel ones? Yes. Why? It'll eat the other ones. Oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> just fire. All righty. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, it's got blind sight out to sixty feet and blind uh, blind beyond that radius. Uh, passive perception at twelve. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it's got that arcane discharge. When an arcanophage dies, it explodes in a, sur- a surge of partially digested magical energy. <laughs> Each creature within five feet per feed score, which I'm feed sure we're gonna score. find here in a bit. Um, yeah. Per feast score, uh, must make a DC oh, yeah. 14 deck save, taking 3 or 1 D6 force damage per feed score on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. For one minute afterward, the affected area is awash with volatile magic. A creature that starts its turn in the unaffected area takes 2 D6 force damage. Um, yeah, it's got this yeah, hunger. This, that uh, This is where the feed score oh, gotcha. comes into play, it looks like. Each time it feeds in combat, it regains HP equal to twice the level of the spell it ate and increases its feed score by one. The Arcanophage can't have a feed score higher than eight, and its feed score reduces by one each time it finishes a long rest. So the Arcane Discharge is five feet per feed score mm-hmm. and 1d6 damage per feed score? Yeah. So if this was a fully, well, full Arcanophage, that would be a 40-foot radius Arcanobomb of 8d6 force damage. That's pretty slick. That's pretty slick. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's got ingest magic. At the start of each of the Arcanophage's turns, each creature within 30 feet of it uh, that is currently maintaining concentration on the spell must make a DC 14 con save. On a failure, the creature's spell ends in the Arcanophage feeds. Oh, I love that. I've been finding, trying to find mechanics to fuck with people's concentration outside of just dealing damage for so long. Arca- That's wicked. Arcanophage. I love that. It just I love the that. spell. I had something like that for the, the homebrew creep monsters in our Scarsvale game, mm-hmm. but like it really never came up. Yeah. Uh, but that's awesome. I love this thing. But it's got magic immunity. The Arcanophage is immune to damage from spells. It has advantage Damn. of saving throws against all other magical effects. Holy shit. Uh, I love them. They make two tentacle attacks. Uh, it's plus six to hit, and it's 2d8 plus four bludgeoning. That's big. Uh, and it's got a reaction called Voracious. 
The Arcanophage's tentacles glow when a spell is cast within 30 feet of it, countering the spell. This reaction <laughs> works like the counter uh, spell spell, except the uh, Arcanophage must also make a spellcasting ability check, no matter the spell level. Its okay. ability check for this is uh, plus five. If it successfully counters the spell, the Arcanophage feeds. So good. That's very good. Oh, these are, I, God, I wish I had these when I had a big fucking party of spellcasters and I could just throw them out. Yeah. Just, I love Arcanophage. Just, this is a DM. Yeah. Fireball. My, ooh, spicy. Lightning bolt. Ooh, tingly. Mm. It's like Pop Rocks. Yeah. Stormosphere. <gasps> fucking Kirby, uh. suck it in. <laughs> Meteor Swarm. Uh... That's a sick, sick creature. I like the Arcanophage a lot. I love Arcanophage. Good pet. This is one of those ones where it's like, I don't know what else to say about him. That's just a pretty fucking cool thing. Yeah, instead of like, you know, you go to feed your Arcanophage every morning and you just get out whatever like kibble you have and you just press to digitate some. You just cast light on it. <laughs> you just cast light on it. You make a minor illusion of food. Oh, and it eats oh, the illusionary food. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. This thing just eats. You just, you just feed it cantrips. Yeah. And you're good. I don't ever have to go to the grocery store. Just feed it cantrips. Just feed it some cantrips. Feed it a, uh, yeah, feed it some thaumaturgy. That's the new pet shop shirt. We just need a, a cartoon arcanophage that's like, just feed me some cantrips. <laughs> that's a, there's a product in there somewhere. I think so. Yeah. Something like, like, like edible cantrips. Yeah, something like that. It's got to be. <laughs> hey, Editor Griffin, go ahead and has, write that down. It has to be like a 90s, uh, like candy commercial though. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Like ring pops. Oh, yeah. Kinda, that, like, like baby bottle pops. Yes. Yes. We're on the same page. Baby bottle pop. Baby bottle pop. That means fuck. That means, Zach, maybe this, maybe this could be our first jingle. Oh, man. We could write a jingle. We've never done a jingle before. Chris. We've never written a jingle. We've never gone so far as to write a jingle. We might need to get tap, uh, tap Nikki Does Puzzles in to. For sure. For sure. All right. We want to move on to the next goober? I think so. I'm really excited about this next Goober Oh, Zach. yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got the uh, Leo Nino. <laughs> that just sounds or cute. Leon Leonino? Leonino. Yeah. It kind of looks like your kitty cats. Kind of looks, looks like a Ripley looks, a little bit. Kind of looks like Ripley. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a kind of floofy, long-haired kitty cat. Uh, with some just like really cool big like bird wings and like 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 it's like a it looks like a swallow's tail but like it's fur. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Which is odd. This is my favorite kind of griffin. Yeah, slightly larger than a house cat and sporting the wings of an owl. Ooh. The Leonino are beloved and rare pets in elvish courts and palaces where they are kept as companion animals to royal children, courtesans, and, and gigolos. Interesting. I'm so excited to read about these. 
The Leonino are sometimes found as messengers for powerful elven enchanters, nobles, and rogues. While they can be tamed, most Leonino are feral and live on the fringes of halfling settlements, along tropical or temperate coastlines, or in temperate forests where they devour rodents, frogs, salamanders, and small birds. They are said to listen and rarely speak. The Leonino who live in elvish or halfling settlements invariably learn the language around them and are capable of speaking it. However, their innate hauteur and sense of superiority means that they rarely comment or converse. When they do, they are known for their wit and often quite deadpan humor. And they are water couriers. Ooh. The Leonino are fond of harbor fronts, ships, and fisher folk of all kinds. They sometimes serve as messengers between elven ships and various harbor masters, other ships' captains, and even pirates and aquatic creatures such as merfolk or deep ones. Really interesting. Well, that's really precious. Yeah. Uh, they're tiny beasts, unaligned. They have 13 hit points, 30-foot ground speed, 40-foot fly speed. Uh, pretty standard stat array, plus three to dex, plus two to con. They do have a plus one charisma. God, Probably cause, just because they're cute. Yeah. Uh, they have a plus one to wisdom saves and a plus five to dexterity saves. Proficient in perception, persuasion, and stealth. Yeah, Dark be that, vision. That kitty like. Little little yeah head turn and then yeah. he's like oh yeah you can have whatever. <laughs> uh, they have flyby so they don't provoke opportunity attacks when they fly out of an enemy's reach. They have evasion so they take. Uh, on a dexterity saving throw, they would only take half damage on a failure and no damage on a success. Mm -hmm. And they have silent wings, like an owl. That's what I was the flights, Yeah. The flight of a Leonino is especially silent and difficult to notice in forests and urban settings. It has advantage on dexterity stealth checks when made, uh, made when flying in these areas. They have a bite attack, plus five to hit, one d4 plus three damage. However, if, it's, uh, if this is the first time the Leonino has hit the target within the past 24 hours, the target must succeed on a DC 10 wisdom save or be charmed by the Leonino for one hour. Huh. They can give you a little charm, but it's like... Uh, oh, that was so cute. Look at you. Stup stupid bitch. <laughs> stupid bitch. And then there is a, a block here as well, uh, talking about how uh, Leoninos can serve as familiars. Nice. And the cool familiar trait on top of all of the other cool familiar things. Uh, while the Leonino is within 10 feet of its master, the master shares the Leonino's evasion trait. Nice. And for f at any time and for any reason, the Leonino can end its service as a familiar. I love that. Oh man, I want uh, uh, yeah. You you kind of showed us an example of just like a really sassy Leonino, yeah. Who like you know like Lenny Leonino, like you know he works down at the docks and he's just yeah. always kind of doing his fucking thing. People show up, they're like, "Hey, don't fuck with Lenny. He's gonna you know he's gonna smack you, and then you're gonna thank him for it." It's like, yeah. "Oh, I can handle a fucking cat, bro." And it gets smacked around. Okay. It's like you walked into Lenny's turf, but I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Hey, Lenny, you got any messages for me? How you know I got fucking messages for you? What the fuck you hey, think I'm doing Hey, look, you don't for? have to be such a jag about it. Whoa, what the fuck did you fucking say? I said you don't gotta be such a jag. <laughs> ah, 
Oh, oh, I'm listen, Lenny. I'm sorry. That's what I fucking thought you said. He Here, should... you want some? You want some? You, I got some fresh river bass. Yeah, I do want some. Yeah, you 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 wrap that up in a nice little bit of paper for me, so I can fly away with it. You take this mail, and you you remember who you fucking talking to next time. You big polluter. yeah, Lenny. I got you. All right. Here you go. Awesome. Off I go. <laughs> Off I go to another schmuck. Yo, Lenny's the guy. Lenny's a guy. Lenny is the sure. fucking guy around he's the, the docks. He's Look, you the go guy? To, you go to the docks, you know Lenny's the fucking guy. <laughs> Look, if, you, if, you, like, if you're going to sit there and talk like that, no, I'm going to let Lenny know, and he's going to have some fucking words for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking Lenny. Fucking Lenny. I do I do love this though. And here here's what I here's the, the take I want from you on this, Zach. Yeah. Would you consider this a griffin? Um Or is this just a winged cat? I think it yeah, I think much like a Tressim, it's just a winged cat. Okay. Now, yeah, because I feel like you gotta have like a at least like one more sort of like you know, it's usually like that the head is the bird like. That's and that's and that's a solid point. Yeah. There's just a very good picture that goes around the internet every so often of trash griffins. And it's like, you've got the magpie skunk combo. Yeah. And you've got, like, the, the, the crow rat. Yeah. And those those forms of, like, mammal the and possum bird albatross. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's, it's yeah, half bird, half trash rodent or yeah. trash mammal. Um, but I do I do love this big fluffy winged kitty. Oh, it's a I do very feel a certain kitty. kinship with it. Yeah, the owl wings are like perfect too, I think. Uh, they're perfect. Oh, Griffin. Shouldn't <laughs> have. I've never seen you more disappointed. Griffin. That's not true. I have at some point. Oh, yeah, have. yeah. I've yeah. made worse jokes. Yeah. And you yeah. know, like I gotta say, you've made better jokes, so you you landed yeah. right there in the middle. All right, right in the middle. All right. I, I I'm curious as to the um, what particularly attracts Leoninos to courtesans and gigolos. I don't know. Like I mean, like I feel like I would like those courtesans, those gigolos, especially like you know, you, you think of like. You know, the, the ruby of the seas, you know, the sparkling diamond from Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Like those like high class, very, what was uh, from your campaign? The, I uh, was just about to yeah. say the um, the glamour prince. Yes, the, the prince of glamour. Like, you know, the, those like highly like sought after, high profile. Well, it, it, it's, it said specifically like it was royal children, courtesans and gigolos, which like yeah. I interpreted as royal courtesans and royal gigolos <laughs> yes yes as yes. well uh so like yeah the really real high class ones. like yeah. yeah like you know get flown to like dubai for the weekend like, uh-huh yeah <laughs> that checks out actually yeah like literally while you were saying it sarah popped into my head yeah and I was like, I can absolutely see this extremely smoking hot like affluent and- yeah, NB courtesan having a winged kitty cat traipsing about their silk adorned yeah, room. Definitely. Definitely. Still one of my favorite NPCs I've ever hey, created. They're great. I love them. 
I miss Sarath. Uh, you know what? I miss Indrago. You know, I went into a campaign and went, yeah, I'm going to be a male prostitute, and it's going to yeah. be awesome. People are like, it's like, <laughs> I have a friend in my cast who's like, I keep I keep being told my late 20s is going to be my slut era, and I'm just being like, all of my D&D characters I'm playing are sluts. And you literally went into a, a game of mine being like, I am going to I'm be a sex worker. I'm going to be like, a sex worker, yeah. <laughs> and you were. I was. He was awesome. I fucking and Jago was great. Yeah. I love that guy. <laughs> but yeah, he, yeah, like, I don't think he's quite gotten to Leonino's status yet. But like, I feel like mm-hmm. he pro- he's probably working his way up there. He'd, he'd work his way up there. Probably, yeah, there's yeah. like one or two in the, uh, oh, fuck, what was that place called? The Gossamer House. The Gossamer House, house yeah. Um, yes. There's like two that live in the house. Yeah, I feel like, you um, know, when, when in my, my good my good Corazon boy and Drago wrestled like a, a tornado, probably didn't get him that, to that level. But I feel like when like, you know, like a hurricane, you know, plowed through Princeport, like mm-hmm. and Drago kind of kept the house standing. Like that's that's kind of yeah, what yeah, got him yeah. to Leonino status. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. Yeah, for yeah, sure. definitely, definitely, definitely. Definitely, definitely tight, 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 tight. That that's about all. That's I about have to it say for this Leonidos. really cute kitty. Um, ten out of ten, good pet, dude. Good fucking pet, right? Here. Look, we're two for two today. Like we're doing. That doesn't good. happen often. That does not happen often. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing pretty good, and I'm really pumped about it. Awesome. You want to send it on over to an ad break? Send it to an ad. All right, Morgan, you're up. Hit the ad. Are you ready? For the world's most prolific bard, bringing you a collection of the Kinderland's greatest hits, Zafir Shenastiliath sings the hits with such classics as Morty's Mom. Morty's Mom has got it going on. She's all I want and I've waited for so long. Morty, can't you Jackson's see? Girl. You know I wish that I had Jackson's Girl. I wish that I had Jackson's girl. Where can I find a wizard like that? The pride and joy of the final flight. From Plains Watch to Bulwark, everyone knows a fear. Start spreading the news. Classics I'm for now, classics for then, day. classics forever. I want to be a part of it. Bulwark, bulwark. Step into a realm of melodic marvels with the man of many faces. Planet by our shiny boy. He's Jackson Silver and his sight is not at all. Blinded by our shiny boy. He's Jackson Silver. There's never been a musical collection like this until now. Get inspired. You need some help with that Bardic Inspiration Going to give you help with that Bardic Inspiration I Call 1-800-PET-SHOP and order your copy today for four easy payments of 25 gold each. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Zafir Shenastiliath sings the hits. Toss a coin to your shifter, oh valley of plenty, oh valley of plenty, oh. Toss a coin to your shifter, oh valley of plenty. All right. All right. 
All right, so, so up next, Griff. Um, yeah. I think this is about to be a legend. Uh, okay. This is it's the, a bold claim. This side. is the bear mitt crab. Okay. It's like a hermit crab. Uh-huh. But it looks like it has bear legs. Y- yeah. The bear mitt crab. It's... I'm really trying to make heads or tails of this thing, just so, looking at it. Yeah, it, yeah. it just looks like instead of, like, you know, six crab legs, it's kind of got, like... like it. It's strange because it they, they look like they're still like hard like shell. It looks like they're still articulated. Fur, yeah, but it's got fur on it. They look articulated like like right. crustacean legs would look. Yeah, but they're covered in fur and have bear claws. Yeah, but the front pinchers are still crab. Normal crabs. Yeah. Let's read on. Proceed. What at first looks like an innocent pile of rocks on the shore turns out to be the <laughs> Shell of a bear-like creature brandishing two giant crab claws at the end of its powerful arms. Okay. These dangerous monstrosities can turn seemingly harmless beaches and shallows into treacherous stretches of feeding grounds. Only the occasional scattered bones or stuck weapon give any clue as to the true nature of these creatures. Oh, God. Apparently, they are coastal guardians. Okay. Oh, no. Of course. Created by a great wizard. Motherfucker. Created by a great wizard. Stop mixing bears with shit. (laughs) Created by a great (laughs) wizard. Are bears just, like, profoundly chimera-able? Yeah, bears are, like, the O-nag of putting animals together. fucking stick oh anything to a bear. Yo, bears mix with fucking anything, bear, bro. You can do anything. Owls, no <laughs> doubt. Hermit crabs, fuck it. Sure. Holy fucking shit. Zach, that's one of the funniest things you've ever said <laughs> in your you. entire life. I appreciate it. Created by a great one guard her coastal keep in years long past, these monstrosities now roam the rocky coastlines, indiscriminately preying on unfortunate victims near the shore and in shallow waters. Oh, so, my God. Oh, fuck. Some, <sighs> sometimes those particular, uh, particularly adept at taming and training wild beasts may keep small groups of bear crabs as guardians. We're going three for three, Three baby. for three, baby. Crafted homes. Driven by the scarcity of shells large enough uh, to accommodate their size. Wait, how big are these they're things? They're large monstrosities, oh, baby boy. They're large? Yeah, man, they're big. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's, uh, the, the bear gave a little bit of its size. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, bear crabs have adapted by crafting their own shells using rocks glued together with sticky propolis. Propolis? Propolis. I, I would guess propolis to Google. Propolis. Uh, I don't have a pronunciation, but resin-like material made by bees from the buds of poplar and cone-bearing trees. Oh yeah, more commonly known as bee glue. Propolis huh. is harvested by bear uh, by bear <laughs> crabs from the hives <laughs> they find near the coastline. Apparently, propolis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is propolis. Yeah. Nice. They have learning. They have viscid sh- vis- viscid shells. Another good word. Another good word. Viscid. Viscid. Sticky. Nice. There we go. Oh, uh, viscid. Okay, viscid. Thank you. 
Yes. Many, oh, yes. Many adventurers get a nasty surprise when they try to stab or slash at the shell. Intuitively, the attackers aim for the crevices between the rocks, only to find their weapons hopelessly stuck oh. fast in the shell's binding agent. Yeah. To further complicate matters, bashing on the shell with blunted weapons doesn't prove particularly effective. Often, weapons of past victims uh, are compelling lures, for few can resist a seemingly unattended sword sticking out of a pile of rocks. Nice. But yeah, Bear McCrab, Large Monstrosity, Unaligned, 14 armor class, natural armor, 59 hit points. 30-foot walk, horrifying. 20-foot swim. Uh, it's got an 18 strength, a 16 con, 13s in dex and wisdom, surprisingly enough. Okay. Um, okay. And then uh, f- uh, 6 in charisma, 4 in intelligence. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's um, pretty perceptive, resistant to bludgeoning damage. Uh, it's visage shell when a creature hits the bear McCrab with a slashing or piercing uh, melee weapon. The creature must succeed on a DC 13 strength save or its weapon becomes stuck to the bear McCrab's shell. While the weapon Brutal. is stuck, it can't be used. A creature can pull the weapon free by taking an action to make a DC 13 strength save and succeeding. Nice. They have uh, keen smell. So uh, advantage on perception huh. checks that rely on smell. Weirdly Interesting. Enough. Maybe that's the bear. And then they have false appearance. While the bear McCrab uh, remains motionless, it's indistinguishable from a normal pile of rocks. Just the name bear McCrab McCrab. makes me feel like someone was talking about a hermit crab and just kind of like either said it funny or someone misheard them and go, someone just went, did you just say bear Bear McCrab? Yeah, like, no, I said hermit crab. Yeah, hang it's on, someone though. from like Austin, from not Austin, but from Boston. Like, yeah, you know, hanging out with some hermit crabs. Like, you Sorry, say, did you say hermit crab? Nah, nah, hermit, hermit crab. What the fuck is wrong with you? I thought you said like like something that's like part hermit crab, part bear. Nah, that sounds wicked scary though, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Uh, it's got multi attack, makes two attacks, one claw, one bite, or two claws. Uh, it's claws. Pinch, pinch. Pinch, pinch. I pinch. Uh, plus six to hit. D6 plus four bludgeoning damage and the target is grappled. Escape uh, is a DC 13 if it's medium or smaller. Until this grapple ends, the target is restrained. The bear McCrab has two claws, each of which can grapple only one target. Uh, it's got this bite, which is a plus six to hit. And it's a D8 plus four piercing. He bites. He's he, bite. he, he snap. Awesome. Uh, so, Griff? He pinch. Yeah. What would you mix with a crab? Not a bear. Not a bear. Like if it, we, we could. What would mix I mix with a yeah, crab? What would you mix with a crab? Hmm. I always go really out of pocket on these, and I want to kind of keep myself a little, a little more tame. A little this grounded. Time. Uh, ostrich. Oh shit! Yeah. Because they don't have like. You got a whole big fluffy body there, and not a lot else to do with it. So just like smack I'm, some some crab claws. I'm just on imagining there. Wa- like walking on the beach, and you, know, you see like a big hermit crab sitting there, and you're like, oh look, a hermit crab, and then it like fucking Baba Yaga huts <laughs> and just <laughs> towards you. Oh. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, it still burrows like it yeah. burrows its leggies into the sand. Yeah, so you just see the shell, you know, the the the, the sort of head, the arms, and claws. And then, yeah, it just stands up, and you're like, holy fuck, dude. Yeah, occasionally the neck will, like, kind of, you know, periscope up out of the sand. Yeah. And, like, look around. I've got something truly haunting. 
Uh, go for it. All right, a uh, horse, but uh, it's the amount a crab would normally have of horse legs. So you've got a crab, Zachary. but it's got like six horse legs and like Zachary. the horse tail sticking out the back and flicks around and it just. Oh, truly haunted. Where are the claws? On the front still. On the front two leggies? Yeah, so like it's got its claws, like it's got its arms out front. And then it's just, oh. you know, got like, you know, a, a crab normally has got like six, like, like six or eight legs, I think. You're, so you're really, you're kind of talking like a crab centaur situation. Yeah. Yeah? I think so. Sort of? Kind of, yeah. Still with the shell on the back? Oh, definitely. Still still hermit crabbing? Yeah, the legs all come out of the out of the shell. Motherfucker. It just... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, what would you, what mix, would you with... mix with... What, with the bear? Yeah, I was going to ask you what would you yeah, mix with the bear. Yeah, what would you mix with the bear? Oh, dude, what would be a good thing to mix the bear fuck uh i, I want to see a squid bear oh you're you're on it's like a, a, a on spongebob when they went sea bear hunting oh my god but instead it's a squid bear <laughs> and so front half bear back half squid uh, that or um like the squid is the head and then there's just a body of a bear behind it <laughs> That, yeah. That's the worst form of squid bear. That or like the yeah, like the alpamac, you know, the big the yeah. big badger trout. But it's yeah, like a squid body, like a squid lower half. Well, the and wizard it's got like bear arms out front. You know what it is. You know what it is. You've got both because the wizard put the front half of the bear and the back half of the squid together, and then it still had the <laughs> other pieces that it had to put into some sort of weird fucked up amalgam. Fucking hell. <laughs> So that's how you end up with squid head yeah. and bear ass, essentially. Yeah. What uh, what would you mix with the bear, Griff? <sighs> Man. Um, let's go with... Let's see. We've done sea creatures. We've done creatures of the air. It's got to be another ground another ground boy. Yeah, well, um, okay. Look, the owlbear can't fly, so I don't know if I'd mm-hmm. call that a creature of the air, but like... Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's mixed with, a bit, with, with an owl. I well, guess, yeah. I, I guess I was thinking like birds in general because I went yeah. ostrich just a minute ago. Oh, okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, well, an ostrich isn't a creature of the air. Right? I know. <laughs> listen, okay. <laughs> I, I picked the two worst birds. Anyway, continue. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Bear and yes, toad. Okay. Bear with like. Big frog legs. Big frog legs. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. And so he jump. He jump real good. From the distance, you hear like, and you're like, oh, a nice frog. And then like, you see the moon get eclipsed, and you're like, <laughs> what? Oh shit! And then <laughs> Toad bear. Toad bear. Toad bear. Nice. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. So this was a hard one. Well, honestly, because Griff also an uh-huh. avatar. They've got the you know pl- platypus bear. They've got oh, the shit, armadillo yeah. bear. There's a lot of bear. Oh my god! Bears mixed with everything. What is it about bears? They're that the oneg. They're the oneg of magical animal chimeric, uh, uh, combinations. Yeah. Holy shit! They Zach, really I think are. we're onto something. I think we're onto it. We should just get like a bunch. We should just buy a bunch of regular bears. Just buy some bears. Maybe we can. Maybe we can corner the bear market, and just like 
really like cash in on all the bears. I've got like, a friend. Like, this like the one stop shop for like all the wizards trying to do crazy yeah, shit with I've bears. Got, I've got a friend at Ringling yeah. Brothers. Okay. Yeah. And we can we yeah. can get in there. And like I know someone like I know someone like up north. You oh, know what I mean? Like up north. Like up north. Like, yeah. So like Yeah. I think we got the bear market down. I think we got it, Griff. Think right. of them, Griff. Just think of the money. Think of the, think of the money, though. <laughs> what have we become? All right. <laughs> uh, bear vendors, Bear apparently. vendors, yes. Uh, honey, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a bear vendor. <laughs> okay. Ugh. Are we good on Bermit crab, Bermit crabs? Yeah, sorry. I just saw like a weird snake snail and I really want to vomit. Well, let's move past that. Yeah, friend. I'm moving away. I'm moving away. All I, right. I, I hate to say it, Zach, but our streak might end here. We were so close to a perfect episode. We were almost so close to a perfect game, but who knows? Let's read. Let's read. This is the Mytholabe. Okay. Which looks like... I would say, like, an astrolabe. Yeah. Covered in, like, arcane runes. Also with some, like, bladed arms. Just like a lot of swords, it looks like. Uh Uh-huh. An ever-shifting clockwork wonder engineered by the divine floats a few feet off the ground, bearing the weapons of legends long past. Nice. When heroes die... Their magic equipment is often buried with them or passed to their descendants. But sometimes the gods have other plans for such items. The gods will bind the personal effects of their many fallen champions into clockwork mechanisms that do their bidding. Huh. 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 Interesting. Crafted from the finest and toughest materials and resonating with divine power that emits a deep, beautiful thrum, thrum. it is virtually impossible. Ooh. Yeah, thank you. It is virtually impossible to damage a mytholabe through conventional heroic means. Magic weapons clang harmoniously off it with no lasting impact, and magical effects fare only slightly better. However, mytholabes are broken, not killed. A common spear thrust into a gear will mar the perfection of its mechanical workings and its harmonic resonance. Mundane weapons are the most effective, but the nails on chalkboard screeching during the dismantling process must be painfully endured. Another case where the mundane weapon fares better than the magical. We picked, uh, made some interesting picks today. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I like the the lore there, kind of mm. like the Arcanophage. It's yeah. so filled with magic that more magic ain't going to do it. Nah, I ain't going to do the trick. Yeah. Sometimes a sentient weapon is part of the machine, and it personally takes over or corrupts it. That's cool. Some weapons find this pleasing, others suffocating. And as a construct, the mytholabe does not require air, food, drink, or sleep. That's really cool. It is a large construct, unaligned, 18 armor class with natural armor, 152 hit points, and a 30-foot fly speed uh, hovering. It has a plus five to its strength, so maxed out on strength. 13 dexterity, 18 con. 16 on wisdom, but then a minus two to its intelligence and a, a, an absolute stinker of a one on its charisma. 
Yeah. I mean, it's made of blades. It's a, yeah. So. Right, well, it's made of swords. Don't say that. Edward Scissorhands somehow had a, like a charisma of like 30. He's not like made of swords, though. His name is Edward Scissorhands. There's meat on the man, is all oh, I'm saying. No. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm being willfully difficult. Anyway, can uh-huh. <laughs> it has just a boatload of resistances acid, cold, fire, radiant, and thunder. So hit it with lightning, I guess. Uh, immune to poison and psychic. And then uh, also immune to bludgeoning, piercing, slashing from magical attacks. So just straight up, your plus three magic great sword will do nothing to it. Yeah. Damn. And then immune to charmed, exhaustion, frightened, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, prone. Understands all language, but cannot speak. It has an immutable form, so it's immune to any spell or effect that would alter its form. Advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. Its weapon attacks are considered magical. It has a lot of abilities. Uh, Melodious Recharge. Whenever the Mytholabe is hit by a magical weapon attack, it recharges its Purifying Resonance ability. Oh, snap! And that's its 5 to 6 recharge, which we'll get to. Uh, It has a thing called Spanner in the Works. When the mytholabe suffers a critical hit from a non-magical weapon, the attacker quadruples the dice rolled instead of doubling them. Really cool. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Sentient transformation. If the mytholabe is inhabited by a sentient weapon, its mental statistics and alignment change to match that of the weapons. Unbearable scraping. When the mytholabe is hit with a non-magical weapon attack, each creature within 15 feet must succeed on a DC 16 constitution save or be deafened for one minute. And it has innate spellcasting. It can plane shift itself once per day, requiring no material components. Dang. Uh, Lastly, it has its multi-attack. It can make three heroic jab attacks. When its purifying resonance is available, it can use the resonance in place of one jab. So the heroic jab is plus nine to hit, 1d8 plus five piercing damage, plus 2d6 radiant damage. Dang, that's beefy. Let me do that three times. Three times in a round. And then purifying resonance recharges on a five or a six. The mytholabe thrums with a harmonic resonance that brings order to those within 30 feet. Each creature in that area must succeed on a DC 16 constitution saving throw or have all conditions and magical effects on it ended immediately and any concentration it's maintaining broken. Dang. That's another thing you can fuck up some magic. And like, think about it. That That would kill a hero's feast. Oh, that would shit. kill haste. That yeah. would kill armor of Agathus. If you had a uh, like a, a smite, a smite baked up, up, ready to go. It would kill stone skin. It would kill fly. Major. Oh my god! It would kill a shield if, if it was you, up. If, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, if you had death. Warrior. Oh no. That's savage. Yeah, it's just an it's just yeah, an man. area dispel. Wh- yeah. What if you had clone going? Would that stop you from hang, resurrecting? Hang I don't. I, I need to uh, hang on. Hang on. We're doing this. We're doing this. The spell grows in a neat duplicate of a living creature as a safeguard against death. 
No, I don't think so. Unless the nice, clone was in that radius. But like gotcha. well, we a simulacrum? It killed yeah. the simulacrum. Probably. Damn. Big damn. Whew. That's beefy. That thing's yeah. scary. And it's made of blades. It's just made It's a of blade blades. ball. Worse than a Beyblade. That's a yeah, I was gonna say that's a that that's the off <laughs> blade ball. Yeah, blade. And they ball. they can't roll. There's too many blades. It really yeah. didn't last long. It, it's more like a, it's more like a weevil. <laughs> oh, God, more like a, a blade weevil. weevil. <laughs> oh, the world's worst kids toy. Yeah, instead of let it rip, it's get wobbly. <laughs> Oh, the world's worst fidget spinner. Yeah. What if what if fidget hell, spinner but had knives attached to it? Ah, fuck. Oh, damn. Um good or bad pet? I don't I don't know. know. I don't really think I don't think pet encapsulates what this like, thing would the, be. Yeah, cuz like the gods make it. Uh-huh. And like they, they're, they're, you know, they, they hang out for mm-hmm. them. So, but like, I, I feel like they're above. Yeah, us, but like, you know, they, would they be pets to the gods? Could they be? At least, yeah, at least like a servant. Yeah, a pet is like you know, I, you've got a companion, someone you can yeah. maybe find some affection with, like another being can, to care for. I will save our perfect uh-huh. game. And say good pet asterisk. Uh-huh. And what's that footnote <laughs> after this? That uh, 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 if you're a god, <laughs> probably. I mean, yeah. Here's the thing: is like I don't, I don't know that they'd be bad per se. It's like neutral pet. There you go. Which is still not a perfect game, unless a perfect game was just no Damn. bummers, no stinkers. Yeah, I was, I, I was trying to say. I mean, we got to define. We got to choose pets. right now we to define. How do we define perfect game? Is it four out of four good pets, or is it no stinkers? I think it's got to be four out of four good mm, pets, right? I think you're right. I think it's got to be right. Because this isn't like a, yeah, it's not a stinker. It's something really yeah. cool. But yeah, I, you're you're right. I, I wouldn't want pet. it in my house. I wouldn't want it in my. There's house. There's too many swords. There's too many swords involved. I'm like I'm not a magic boy. Yeah, I know my cats. They would try to fuck with this thing. And your cats being mundane creatures well. would go... That would go very badly for the mytholabe. Well, that and I'd be sitting here trying to, you know, like, record a podcast. And suddenly there'd just be like a... Because <laughs> they, like, got, like, their, like, you know, jangly, like, bell ball stuck in one of the gears mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Damn. Nah, I don't think so. I don't think so, man. Yeah. Not for me. Still cool as fuck though. Still very cool. Still very fucking cool. This is that. This is that high level. Now that the party is leveled up and they're not afraid of arcanophages anymore, that's when I throw the mytho lay yeah. at them. That's when they go fucking the spelunking in the Indiana Jones ruins and they accidentally wake up the mytho yeah. Yes. I want to be in this adventure. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's. I think that's. Uh, it. that's. That's, that's everything. everything. That is Woo. everything. Wahoo. 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 
Mm-hmm. Folks, <laughs> we did it. We yeah. did it again. We made another podcast uh, for, for you. This one right here. A whole other episode of it. The people that we mm-hmm. love and do this for. Cherish. Always. As per usual, you know, if you like what you heard, you know, there's places that you can like and review and subscribe and tell us that you love us. Tell us you us. love us. I need your validation. Uh, you, if you especially love us, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash media where you can give us some You can give us money, money in exchange for bears. Oh, all the bears we can find. <laughs> We're gonna our shop's gonna be really fucking full of bears. So like, it's gonna be come so come take bears, some of the guys. bears off our hands because we're gonna God. have too many bears. I'm gonna tell you that right yeah. now. We need, we need to make like one of those um, car like you know uh, dealership commercials like when they're like we like we're overstocked like, like Hi, I'm sick <laughs> and I bought too and many I'm bears gonna, and we have too many bears. I have accidentally over. <laughs> Gone over inventory on my supply of bears, and I'm passing the savings on to you. On to you. Exactly. exactly. Um, but yeah, you know, we've got a uh, we've got a merch store at tpublic.com slash store slash ghostlight where you can buy some cool mm-hmm. stuff. You can check out the other shows on the network. You know, shows like by the ghostlight, shows like imprinted echo, shows like. What, what else Your is show. On? show. Shows like another path. Shows <laughs> the like Silent Secrets, the, the one that you secrets. run? I, that you I fuck. run. Um, we're about to start our season two on July 11th. Keep an eye out for that. I, I run I run yep. the show, and I forgot sure about did, it. sure did, bud. <sighs> Folks, thank you all for listening just so, so much. So, I've so been much. Griffin. I have been Zach. And I think I'm getting a call right now from Agent... Oh, fuck. What was his name? I didn't write it down. Pritcher? Kitcher. That was close. Mm-hmm. Um, Agent Kitcher. Uh, yeah. Here, he'll say his name into the mic. Agent Kitcher. Cool. He's also here. Yeah. Don't forget everyone at, at the end of the day. <laughs> it's all about love, baby. We're going on a date. Bye! <laughs> Thank you all for listening to episode 115 of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at PetShopCast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons Trent, Carl, and Connor for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nicole Tuttle Rob for making our theme song. You can find Nicole on Twitter at Nicole Voice and on The Silent Secrets as part of Ghostlight Media. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast, also part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, you really kind of can mix bears with anything, like like tiger bear or snake bear. Maybe not snake bear. That one's scary. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.